Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Latch Trauma Podcast. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, the Latch Trauma Podcast is for mothers and parents and anybody in the trenches of raising tiny people. Today, we are going to talk about the dreaded fall winter sickies um, and how to navigate it. Some of our hacks. Um, Yeah. You're listening to Latch Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, busy mom of six and owner of LatchMama.com. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, breastfeeding, postpartum, and all things motherhood. Hi, friends. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, you have your everything is fine sweatshirt on. I bought those for us because that's what we used to say during the pandemic. Yeah. And then we both started therapy and we try not to say it anymore. We try to wear it. We try and really, we try and really name our feelings when we're feeling things now instead of say that they're fine. Although I default to fine all the time. It is a staple statement. Um, Yes. Um, Hi. Um, A lady that I kind of know, she's a nurse like out in another County. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She was just sharing how many sick kids and just, are they, is she upset that they're coming to school or she's just like, just in general, just how many are out and just communication via parents and attendance and things like that. And, um, and I do, I just think there's times in school where it's just everybody. It's crazy. I mean, everybody's up on top of each other and germs are flying and poor Corey who works for us. I feel like she said one thing after (laughs) another, after another. All right. So quiz, would you prefer cold snot respiratory that lasts for two plus weeks or puke that lasts for 24 to 48 hours? Go puke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather all six kids be sick at one time or one after another, after another, after another. What kind of sickness are we talking about? I don't know. It's so <laughs> hard. And the big thing. I don't thing. want six pukers, although mine are a little bit older now. So they're six, six and up. So Six pukers. Get it done in like 48 hours. And yeah. Well, I'm no, my, my, my first thing is 100%. I will knock it out altogether. You'd rather puke um, than respiratory stuff. Yeah. But if, if people are super needy and I have to carry, like, I don't, that's why I was like, yeah. what, what are but we But then now they're bigger though. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I go back and forth because I get a lot more anxiety with puke. Yeah. Because, I don't know, because it's puke, because it's so easily spread, because it's messy, because I don't want mm-hmm. it to happen in public, because I don't want to get it probably because i would and much the rather laundry and like yeah. just all the stuff i would much rather up. a two-week cold personally although i haven't had a two-week cold knock on wood in a long time than 24 hours of the stomach bug like the stomach bug makes me like want to look for like the pearly gates and like the light and just die. but like would you really take that like k like kk yeah with the ongoing so where yeah. you like lose so your mind just, versus yeah. 48 hours so we just came off of like there's only been two times in my parenting journey so far and no so nathan's 10 and a half he was 10 and a half this week there's only been two times with six kids that i've ever truly been fearful that something is like definitely wrong with my child um one time alex this was probably three years ago and i don't know what had happened we had just a nanny had just left us who had had mono so I don't know if there was something in that in play. And then he got three vaccinations, including the chicken pox. I don't know. I'm not, I mean, our kids are vaccinated. It's fine. It's whatever it is, but he got sick about 45 
like 45, 48 hours after that checkup. So it could have been something he picked up from the pediatrician or whatever. But um, he was down for like it's I'm going to like I walked to school uphill in the snow. I think I think it was probably looking back with like a healthy brain right now without anxiety over a sick kid. I think it was probably a week. It was probably less than that. It was probably five or six days with mm-hmm. a fever. Um, but I start to get pretty high anxiety at mm-hmm. day four to five with a fever. Yeah. Um, which I know I probably shouldn't, but I think my kids just haven't had them enough for me to like relax into mm-hmm. it. And I think it's one of those things in parenting. Every time it happens and you get through it, you it's almost like childbirth. Like you have a little bit more confidence going into it and you can look at it a little right. bit with more clear brain. But there's something about fevers for me that just their entire personality changes and that starts to scare me a lot Mm -hmm. i don't know even the older ones like watching like watching a toddler go down with a fever and you can give them some motrin and then they kind of perk back up and they're okay Mm -hmm. is completely different in my mind than watching like a six a seven an eight year old go down with a fever because they just look like in my opinion that they're like dying and it's scary yeah yeah I don't know. It's so funny because, you know, they don't talk about this stuff. They don't talk about like, I don't know. It's like, are you bringing them to the doctor? Give them some Motrin. It's fine. And it's hilarious because like somebody will slack like in the company, like got a sick kid. What's going around? Or my kid's on like day three of a fever. And I'll be the first one to be like, your kid's fine. You're okay. Take a deep breath. Go take some time for yourself. Like, what can I do to help your workload? And like, I can like, quote unquote, parent them through that so easily. But then when it's my kid and they're on day three of a fever, mm-hmm. I'm a freaking hot mess. Yeah. And it happens to mm-hmm. you too. I watch it happen oh, to you. 100%. It's I do the same so thing. funny. Yeah. The and sec- I freak out. And then literally 15 minutes later and I'm like, I talk to myself. I'm like, what are you actually going to do about it? Like uh-huh. nothing. And you just found out today, which means they're probably contagious yesterday and we all just licked the same spoon. So it's yeah. pretty much like just accept like whatever's going to happen is going to happen and there's really nothing you can do about it. So like take a deep breath and just, yeah. it's going to be okay. But in the moment you're like, I'm going to Clorox this and I'm going to do this and do I take him here and do I get this? And It's crazy. Especially when you have more kids and you have a bigger family and you don't want it to spread. Yeah. I saw this post. It was a high school, I guess, friend, just somebody I went to high school with. But I knew that he had just brought home his new, like, two-week-old baby. And his post was so angry. Like, I could read the anxiety in it. It was coming from a dad. And he was like, I can't believe that people are sending their kids to school with snotty noses. I'm at KidMed with my toddler or my like four-year-old or five-year-old or whatever. And I can't believe that people are doing this. And you knew that it was coming from a place yeah. of just being terrified for mm-hmm. his infant and for bringing, you know, a, a baby home into a house with a toddler in the fall and having right one, two, three, four, five winter fall babies myself. Oh, it's terrible. It, Cause you can't, I mean, yeah. I have a picture of when Caroline held Ben, Benjamin for the first time. It's Benjamin's birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday. Five years ago. Um, it was about two weeks before Caroline got to hold her baby brother um, simply because she had a snotty nose. I, I mean, I'm sure he could have, give, she could have given him anything. But yeah. those little immune systems for the most part are, are pretty, pretty resilient. 
especially if you're breastfeeding, but it's scary and it's hard and it's Mm -hmm. so full of anxiety. And I know I'm supposed to be giving you all advice right now, but it's just, maybe I'm just sitting with you in the feelings and the emotions of just like being scared and knowing that it's a little irrational. Yeah. But you know, it's hard. And it's so easy to, to try to communicate that it is, it's going to be okay. And to be honest, there's not a, a whole ton you can do to change, yeah. potentially change an outcome. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if kids are in the home and siblings, they're either going to get it or they're not, regardless of whether you quarantine one or, yeah. you know. Um, are you are you uh, everybody lick doorknobs and hug your baby and not everybody lick doorknobs, but are you like a full-on mothering when your kids are sick or do you try and protect yourself and the other kids from them? If if one is like got a fever or whatnot, I do find a place for them to rest. It can be very loud and busy. And mm-hmm. I just know when I have a fever or which is not often, but you are kind of tired and I feel like you get mentally exhausted mm-hmm. more. So we do, they want to go find a quiet space. Yeah. And so they, you know, will hole up in a room and, and, you know, take the time and whatnot. Um, so if I can, but I don't like freak out about it anymore. Like I remember when we did, <laughs> we, um, my oldest brought COVID home in like January and we were dealing, I mean, we were still, in, we're in public school and dealing with just like the crazy rules and stuff like that. Um, I literally should have had them all just hang out together hundred percent because that dragged on for three weeks where we maybe could have cut it down to two, but you know? it, was a, it was a super mild situation. They were vaccinated too. Uh, Lennox yeah. was, and he brought it home. Um, <laughs> my husband and I were, but my other kids were not. Um, so, but yeah, I, I depends. I mean, throw up like absolutely no way. Yeah, like, no, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Don't you get near that. Um, but to be honest, unless, and maybe this is just with the, you know, having more and more kids like the fever mm-hmm. like unless your back's hot i'm really not going to take your temperature yeah oh i which by the time if your back's hot you're probably a good 101 mm-hmm. 102 and i'm not gonna know the mm-hmm. others so i do think like you would well, mm-hmm. you were just asking me do you separate and i'm like well probably only gonna know if you're you've truly got something so yeah, yeah i'm gonna go find you like a quiet space to kind of yeah. like try to get better but yeah that's another i'm not one. gonna know the other ones i'm just really not it's another one of those like mom hacky maybe just personal things that i do i don't normally take temperatures i can yeah. tell by looking by touching a behavior kid. um and then if it's been going on a long enough i mean the really the temperature in my mind is just known to figure out whether it's viral or bacterial. So, you know, Mm -hmm. your super, super high ones, but then you can get super, super high ones with roseola and like hand, foot, mouth and stuff too. I don't know. I just, I don't know when a number is really that truly important. Um, And just a general reminder that like the temps are good. They're, they're there for a reason. Yeah. The temperatures. Yeah. When they go higher, you know, we often don't, I say, Hey, we do have some, um, some medication. If you are miserable, like Mm -hmm. I've had one that was miserable with a hundred fever and then one that had 104 and a half and was like, no, I'm good. Like, yeah. Okay. Just keep drinking. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's hard when they're younger. I don't know. It's so interesting because I just had an experience, um, with Catherine I don't know. Everybody got a cold that last week we were at the beach. I was miscarrying. It was freaking terrible to come home to. And Catherine was the last one to get it. And everybody else rocked through it. Even the baby. Everybody was great. She got it with like three or four days left in vacation. And she got home. We got home from the trip. She threw up that night, which I thought was just from like, 
I don't know, mucus and stuff. Everybody had tested COVID negative. But then a couple of days later, she said her legs hurt, which flipped me out because it was the first time I have ever had a kid with like who couldn't walk when they were sick, which don't Google what that means because it sent me and I, I have to give myself some grace because I'm sure my hormones were doing what my hormones were supposed to be doing through a miscarriage and whatever the heck that was happening in my body was at the time it was really really tough you parenting weeks but um i finally on day so i was talking to the pediatrician we have a like concierge pediatrician who comes to us and he's delightful he's very conservative with antibiotics he's very um i don't know i've only had one sick visit in in six years with him i think i probably should have had him come over sooner than i did just simply from my own psychological well-being because he also didn't know what else was going on in my life um so but i eventually had him come over when she still had leg pain the fever had gone away the fever had come back i was freaking out and he showed up and he's like what do you need to hear right now and it was actually one of those like really nice like i don't know i mean it kind of came across a little condescending but it also came across as like he looked at me and he said 90 percent of what i do is take care of the parents. He was like, tell me what you need from me right now, which was really nice. Mm -hmm. He was like, it's viral, whatever it is. She's going to be okay. She does not have leukemia. And I was like, how did you know? And she, and he was like, because I know that's where your brain is. Like, he's like, you haven't. And that's, what's cool about having a good relationship with a pediatrician. But we all go to crazy town. Maybe we don't all, maybe there are people out there who can literally zen their way through these mysterious viruses that these kids get. Mm -hmm. I am not one of them. I don't know. It's crazy. But anyways, what he said to yeah. me, he was like my entire career. Cause he's, you know, reaching probably somewhat at some point at the end of his pediatric career. But he's like, my entire career has been literally making parents be comfortable with unknown viruses he's like i can't tell you what it is he's like it'll present itself he's like and as it goes on and she ended up breaking out into a rash he said it was hand foot and mouth i don't know it was a little aggressive in terms of the rash for hand foot and mouth who knows but i don't know i don't know what the moral of the story is the moral of the story is get a good doctor first of all get a good friend that lets you be a little crazy because you let me be crazy mm -hmm. my husband didn't let me be crazy my husband was just like what i mean what are we gonna do just love her. Make her eat. Give her a popsicle. Give her some Motrin <laughs> if she'll take it. She's going to be fine. No. Why do we do that? Is it because we love them so much? Yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question. Like my, my logical brain right now says I was in crazy town. And I know I probably was hormonally too. But like, yeah. no, you would have called the people would have taken their kid to the uh, pediatrician. Yeah, yeah I would carried have. her into the pediatrician because she said she could not walk. It was yeah. terrifying. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I would have done the same thing. So. I don't know. These unexplained viruses, I think, are. And I don't this know. I know you say like, you look back and you were in crazy town. Like I don't think you were. Like that was. It was scary. When you start combining those kinds of different yeah. symptoms, of course, it's just you love them. Yeah. And that part of your brain just goes down that road. Like totally get it. It's like when Which, I search pinworms. Oh yeah. Oh, let's talk about that. Do you well, no, tell no, no. Story? I'm just saying, like that's a hundred percent right there. Like your brain just. Just go. You want to talk about? You want to talk about your Sunday night? <laughs> oh, my Sunday night. 
So um, we've been at a swim meet. We're, add, we're adding another household medication to add to the okay, Zofran yes. pack. So um, so there are certain things that I feel like every <laughs> yeah, family let's do should that. have. The hacks. Um, little hacks, <laughs> which I mean, I feel like we're in a country that, you know, prescription medications kind of a little locked down a little bit more in other countries. I truly feel like if you have more than one child, you should keep Zofran on hand. And I am just, I, I think that when that big like norovirus hits, it is spread through the vomit. And <clears throat> if you can somehow, <laughs> somehow, which it's almost impossible, keep it less vomit coming out and not spreading said vomit, mm-hmm. your life hopefully will be better. Now, I don't think that there's any hope with the norovirus and Zofran until you use the Zofran to help them actually get some fluids in them and get the anxiety yeah, level sometimes down. Sometimes you just need to get all of that out. But there are some, and, and I do, I give them the chance. I, I give yeah. them I give them the eight hours of puking yeah. and whatever, but then, and then we put a little half of Zofran under our tongue and see if we can get some fluids in us and get yeah. going. But, um, oh my God, this entire podcast, we're going to get like emails about the oh. fact that we're not doctors, whatever. Um, but we need a disclaimer. We need a disclaimer. There needs to be a disclaimer somewhere in this. Um, <laughs> But I do believe with some of the other, some of the rotaviruses or some of the other intestinal stuff, um, if you really can get that Zofran in at 12 hours or 24 hours and you can actually stop the vomiting, um, you can save other people in the family. Mm. And I don't know. I don't even want to talk about swim champs this year. That was not a good experience in my life so my kids said i'm gonna i'll tell the story because at this point this entire podcast is just a dumpster fire of people getting mad at us but um so my kids my kids randomly swim me around for summer swim champs and if those of you who don't have swim families it's just weird because like year-round swimming is like a little bit more intense and I don't know important is any of it important than actual (laughs) summer swim summer swim is fun but there's like a summer swim champs meet that it has really in our league has really hard qualifying times for and kids really truly almost have to swim me around to get there so anyways Nathan started when he was eight and was like one of the first things that I couldn't like buy my way into like I mean not that I buy my way into things but it was like one of the first things like when he says I want to go to Bush Gardens and you know I make Bush Gardens happen because I have enough money f- to take him to amusement park that's what I'm talking about but he wanted to go to swim champs and I'm like buddy at seven eight years old I'm yeah. like dude you don't have times like there's nothing I can yeah, do I about this and he yeah. was like I don't understand and I'm like no you you have to swim faster you and he was qualify. like well well, how do I swim faster? And I'm like, well, you can swim me around. So this poor kid went to this indoor pool pour. I'm saying like he has opportunity, but he didn't like it. He went to this indoor dark pool, this homeschool swim practice three days a week. And he was fast enough to go to summer swim champs, but then COVID hit. And so there wasn't summer swim team. And then the next year he aged up. So even with swimming year round, he still wasn't fast enough to make it to champs. And so we were on year three this year Yeah. and summer swim champs came. And it was one of the first things in like parenting where I'm like, this really doesn't matter in the big scheme of life, but oh my God, my kids are making it to this meet. So all three of the older kids were qualified and were supposed to go to this meet. And long story short, their little sister and their little brother threw up. (laughs) 48 hours before and I was like I like I I I don't I was crying I I'm not gonna lie I was crying because I'm like oh my gosh these kids have worked so hard and Nathan alone is literally this is like he's waited how long he's waited three years for this 
and it's and just worked one of those hard things. for like and, two years. And he's a yeah. homeschooled kid, so there aren't like certificates all the time in his life. There's nothing. <laughs> he doesn't get to go up to an assembly and get the best kid in science or, you know, the most cooperative learner or anything. He's, you know, he's going for this meet. And so luckily my mom was in town. She took the other two little ones to the old house and we like quarantined. So we never mm. quarantined that badly, but yeah. we quarantined them. Well, at... <laughs> I remember you texting me. This is terrible. So the night before the swim meet, um, 5 p.m. The swim meet was the next morning at 8 a.m. 5 p.m. Alex throws up. Okay. The night before. The night before. The night before the meet. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. Everybody's fine. And then um, at 3 a.m., Caroline throws up. And I'm like, okay, we're still good. It's just Nathan that I'm worried about. Nathan is the only one that has to make it to the swim meet. So 5 p.m., 3 a.m., and then I go to wake up Nathan because we've got to get in the car and go. I have no idea what's going to happen with the other two kids. And Nathan's like, mom, I don't feel well. And I, I literally <laughs> was like one of those moments where I literally just wanted to crawl into a ball, put the covers over my head and just ball my eyes out because I just wanted this so badly for him. Mm-hmm. So he threw up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I gave them all Zofran. I put them in the car. We pull over halfway to the swim meet because Nathan says he's going to throw up again. We let him get out of the car and walk around the Food Lion parking lot. He stays in the car through warm-ups. The other two are golden. They're fantastic. They don't feel sick. They feel fantastic. Didn't they have the best swim meet They ever? had. So then, so, then, so then Nathan makes it in for his relay. And I'm literally, and they had this like ready room. So you, like, you can't see them get ready. And I'm like... He's either puking and thank God there were trash cans everywhere because it was like this all day meet with different age groups. Mm -hmm. So like there were there were trash cans because they didn't want to have to clean up the pool deck. And so I'm like, thank God, like the big stadium, huge ones that you couldn't Mm -hmm. miss even if you tried when you were puking, you know. And I'm like, well, thank God that's there. And I had, and for my benefit, I had given them all a COVID test. So I knew it wasn't COVID. They weren't puking. They were all a little green. I gave them some Gatorade. Didn't give Nathan anything. I told him he could not put anything in his body before he swam. Oh my God. Anyways. Just get in the chlorine. Anyway, that's what I figured. I was like, worst case. Just the, dive in the, the chlorine. chlorine. The chlorine's going to kill everything. The- it's fine. So anyways, they all three, all three of them got through the meet. And all three of them had the best swim meet they've ever had. They all came home with medals. We survived. But. I don't know. I don't know what the point of the story is other than it's terrible. It's yeah. terrible that kids get sick. Okay. So Zofran, Zofran's the end of the story. Zofran. I also think a little ep- stash. Yeah. I also think an EpiPen, if you have any sort of um, anaphylactic things, I guess that's probably standard just to have an EpiPen around you. Yeah. On I don't know if anybody can just go get one. You probably, you probably you're going to need some to have sort some of sort like of episode episode thing. of something, um, or emergency situation. Or something. And then what else did we decide? Oh, a nebulizer. If you've ever had like really bad RSV in your house and you have a bunch uh-huh. of kids, especially little ones, and you know that the older ones are going to pull, bring something home. Yep. You can actually order one. I know the ER had to give us one when Nathan was sick. Yeah, um, we bought ours like seven years ago, and we were able to purchase it through our pediatrician. Yeah. And it really wasn't bad on cost. I have no idea what they are now. Yeah. Um, and even if you're not putting a steroid in it, just saline. That's the thing. It's not... Y- yeah. You can use it as just a basic kind of saline treatment. Um, yeah. Just mist. Yeah. 
just getting moisture in um that's a cool thing to have yeah as well another disclaimer we're gonna put them everywhere we're not doctors we're just not doctors. moms that are trying to do our best at yeah. keeping our family moving forward yeah during the sickies um but we're oh oh, oh so so lindy's lindy's so then story. we're gonna okay. add a <laughs> we're gonna add okay so <laughs> lindy and i are at a swim meet all week lindy is it was a long weekend. It was a really. You had a horse show. I was you had Friday a swim meet. Saturday early morning, six a.m. Then my daughter had a horse show, and then Sunday six a.m. So, <laughs> so my girl. I guess I put her to bed like eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. Like totally fine. Like no issues or whatever. And nine thirty, she came. She's like, I got to go to the bathroom. She's like, my butt's really itchy. And I'm like, my standard answer is like, well. Let's go wash our hands. And, and they're, they're cleaning themselves it. by themselves now. Yeah, they're like six now, so they rarely ask me to help wipe. Do they, so. they have to wipe themselves at school if they go to mm-hmm. the bathroom? Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but my girls are great. Like, they're really good at washing their hands because they like to play in the sink. Okay. So they just use half the bottle of soap, and I really just don't care. Okay. Um, so, yeah, she's like, so my butt's itchy. And so I always am <laughs> like, we just slap some ointment on. <laughs> and one, another one of my girls, she's like, and no, mom, I don't need ointment. Like, it's just my standard answer. Yeah. Right? And so then she goes back and then like Matt heard her at like 11. Yeah. And he's like, she's like really crying. Like, like she says it's like really painful. And L- Lindy's family all sleeps. Lindy has good sleepers <laughs> for the most part. Like you I don't do normally hear sleepers. your kids. Yeah. They like kick me out of their bed. Um, so yeah, she's like in pain and I'm like, could it be like a little fissure? Like, you know, like, I don't yeah. know. Cause sometimes they just don't poop for three days and then they poop. Um, <laughs> so I was like, maybe like that just hurts. I'm like, the ointment will help. She doesn't want any more ointment. And then like, I don't know, Matt's about to put ointment on and I'm laying there and I'm like, I'm gonna go check something. <laughs> so I go checking with my flashlight and like literally <laughs> want to vomit all over. There's like three like little white pinworms and I'm like, oh, it was so gross. And then Matt's standing next to me. He's like, what? The I mean, I feel like kids get, I mean, I, yes, I feel like. This is such a common thing. Like it, I mean, I, then I went down Google land, which is like made me want to throw up even more. But anyways, it's super common. They're not terrible things, but they're itchy. I mean, they're and, terrible things because they are But they're not going to cause like, they're not going to cause anything else. Anyways, it's a little like, parasite like said but it starts like in your indu- anyways 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 ah! does it go all the way through like your mouth through your that's stomach, how it starts through- into your intestines hold on do you actually eat the worms you eat the eggs and then the eggs oh, hatch, and then let's not go there let's not go there all you need to know is this medicine is absolutely amazing and it is over the counter so just put some at home because it was literally 1130 at night. <sighs> Matt, we're trying to find out what 24-hour pharmacy is open. Who has it stocked hold on, on did, their shelves? Did, hold on. Did Matt come in and see the worms? Yes. He's sitting next to me. And I'm like, shh. This style's like slim. Like, he's like, what is that? <laughs> it was really, really funny. But I mean, it's kind of like your lice thing. Like the more I read, it's like these things just live in dust in your carp. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just need to burn my house down. Like I just need to get oh rid God. of all the things. And they're like, it dies in like either really hot water or freezing cold temperatures. So just put all your stuff outside. And I'm just picturing like, like how do you put like, six kids loading my rugs outside? Like this is not going to happen. <laughs> Anyways, this medicine's fantastic. It's a one dose. And then she takes another dose in two weeks. But anyway, so you ran around to this pharmacy and I'm reading Google and it's like, 
Just dose everybody in your house. Just preventative. Dose everybody. Nobody else had symptoms. You don't even Nothing. have any pets. And I'm like, and he's in these. Like, they only have four. He's like, but they're only one dose. And I'm like, honey, just buy it out. Just buy it all <laughs> off the shelf. Ask if there's more. And so he comes home with all this stuff. And like, is he's it? the first thing he walks in. He's like, here it is. He takes one out and he doses himself. Before <laughs> he does anybody else. Your daughter. <laughs> he's like, I'm not getting that stuff. I'm like, oh, oh my god. god. You didn't tell me that part. That is the best. It's, that is it's. it's, it's that that may be worse than making their plate and sitting down before the kids have eaten. Oh, Maybe because the pooping is gosh. sacred and it just needs to be like, you know, none of that oh. needs to be happening to him. And I think it was just the visual of... <laughs> I didn't even hear that part. You okay, didn't... he's like, here it is. And he's just like... Because <laughs> one whole dose is like, he just looked at the weight and he just took the whole thing. <laughs> So anyways, everyone's treated. We have literally, we had no itchy butt when she woke up. It worked that fast. Now, did the worms come out in her poop? Will you have to see them? I haven't like, seen. How many is she an infestation? She said she went yesterday, but I, I didn't get is to like see it. Is like an infestation. I don't know. Like hundreds There's of thousands. There's different levels of... and I don't know. I'm just saying it's, an, it's something you can have in your cabinet if for some reason, because here's the thing. They're active at night. So your kid's going to have an itchy butt at night and you don't want to be running around to a pharmacy at 1 a.m. So just put it in your cabinet because if you see it, you know that's what it is and you can just dose it. Oh, my gosh. I'm shocked that I've not dealt with it in 15 years, to be honest. I kind of feel like now that you've had had worms in the butt, you can have a puppy. Like, I mean, I just I don't I don't know. Like this whole the puppy's going to bring in dirt and stuff. I, I mean, it's it not so much the it dirt. It's just the responsibility. Like, like half the time, I can't even get somewhere on time. And if the puppy and the fine. dog's the, lost in the neighborhood, like I don't. Outside. It's fine. Just put it in the back. Just get a fence. You'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, you've had Anyways, worms. Worm saga over. So I'm going to add that medicine to our little stash and sick blue bags. Um, do your Amazon. kids do your kids do probiotics after they get sick? Do they do probiotics That's every morning or anything? Uh, we're not that good about it, but we do have okay. probiotic gummies. Yeah, we do gummies. I have two kids that literally they're like they it's like the first thing yeah. they get every day, and then other kids yeah. are just like I don't want that. Same like, with ours. And then we so. have like elderberry gummies. We do. Um, we always yeah. keep Tylenol and Motrin on in case we have one of those high fevers that needs mm-hmm. to go back and forth between the two. Um, else anything else oh you like that spray the road rash first aid spray oh the stuff you spray i sprayed on my crotch after birth what, what is it yeah it's did? like a topical numbing one yeah it's great the duro derma dermaplast or something well with my first i had like horrific stitches so i had no I idea you could that put that on stuff there. on your vagina i guess you could put well, everything I'm not putting it in it just on just it i said on it on the outside that stuff's great that'll numb a Oh, Lindy's also really big into the um, puke bags, the emesis bags. We've talked about this before. Puke bags. Yeah, we call them sicky bags. (laughs) And then they can just puke right into them. Yeah, they're like, "Mama, need a sicky bag," and then we just then I throw it away. I think because I was done, we used to have the pink basket from the hospital, the throw up basket. Well, then who's gonna clean it? I don't want to clean it. We just do bowls. We have so many bowls. Like I don't want to clean the bowls. I know. So I just throw the bags away. Every time you had, every time I had a home birth, you ha- we had to have two bowls. Like one if I puked, and one for the placenta. And I never puked, but anyways, I would get a yeah. set of like metal bowls every time. So that's five. So I have like five sets of metal bowls, and then it's they like just became the puke bowl. bowls. Oh. Um, 
But oh yeah, this is also your yearly PSA that um, nothing kills the really intense stomach bug but Clorox. So your Clorox you wipes, <laughs> your Clorox spray, that does not kill. No Lysol. No Lysol <laughs> does not kill it. Does not kill it. No. I literally have been known to put straight Clorox in a bowl and stick my hands in it and then clean. It's just terrible because I am yeah. for some I am that really, really bad one that like out of both ends at one time one. Um I would rather give birth ten times over. Like literally, mm-hmm. like back to back to back to back, give ten birth to ten children from beginning of labor to the end than have that stomach bug for twenty four hours. Yeah. That one's it's terrible. There's nothing you can do about it. Like it's awful. It's so bad. And there's nothing because <laughs> it hurts. I don't remember it hurting as a kid. Mm-hmm. Just remember puking as a kid. But maybe I'm just so old that the whole thing just like hurts now and it's terrible. Yeah. It's over quickly though, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. Anything else we can think about? Those mm-hmm. really, really early years were like like there are certain things that most kids are gonna get by the time they're three or four mm-hmm. you know you have roseola which is like back to like this crazy what world like the what the world's trying to do to anxiety and moms like hey let's give them this like unknown fever for five days and then let's give them a rash why doesn't the rash come before the fever mm-hmm. why doesn't the rash come and then you're like oh i know they're gonna have a fever for four days and well, they're gonna and be is, fine is the rash something else or is the rash the end of the fever it's yeah like, but it's yeah. just it's insane it's like oh look now you know what they had those four days you were anxious, eh, it's just some mild childhood illness that everybody has to have. Um, hand, foot, and mouth is crazy contagious. Crazy. But I think it's another one of those that's contagious before you even know you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, Benjamin was here with me at work and woke up from his nap with a fever. <laughs> he was like 10, 11 months old. Um, that ended up being hand, foot, and mouth, and um, Benjamin nicely gave it to probably, in terms of like siblings and babies here, probably twenty people. It was terrible. Oh. Was the bounce house was up here before we like mm. had extra inventory, and so he had like crawled around the bounce house. Ugh, sorry everybody who went down with that one, but it's like it one happens. of those things you just have to like. They just all have to get it. Yeah. It just happened. I got a case at Great Wolf Lodge too. That's when the older kids got it. Mm. That place is like a petri dish. You want to get some of that stuff knocked out? Some of those early childhood uh, viruses. When was just, the last time you went there? Uh, Pre-COVID. Uh, the Pre-COVID. kids have been. The kids have been with Hannah's oh, yeah, family right. a couple of times, mm-hmm. and they actually didn't knock on wood. Didn't get sick. Yeah, the last time we came home, and they were, they were all fine. They yeah. didn't get anything. But it, it just, it's all touch and go. It's hit or miss. Yeah. But just remember that, like, to feel the feelings and, like, call a friend and go be bananas with them because it's okay. But remember also to take care of yourself. I feel like that's something that, like, I see all the time in the group and especially, like, here in the warehouse is, like, when kids get sick. Like, Mm -hmm. most likely no matter how much you love on your kids, you'll get it last Um, because that's just, like, motherhood Murphy law. And it's hard, too, because... You know, you hear the take care of yourself, too. And sometimes after you've literally taken care of all these other people, you don't even have the energy yeah. to take care of yourself. Uh-huh. So then, of course, then you just put it. It's like more pressure. I've got to take I got to do another thing. But Agreed. like whether it's literally sitting and doing nothing, like mm-hmm. just take the time to. Yeah. But just remember to, to nourish your own body chill. and stuff like that. Like and you will get to the point 
<laughs> I'm going to jinx myself right now, where you won't get sick every time your kid gets sick. I yeah. think in those beginning years, you start to maybe get sick every time your kid gets sick. Mm-hmm. But prior, like those that last year before COVID, when my kids got the stomach bug for the first time ever in my parenting history, I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm a, like a, I'm a hold and puker. Like I'm a, at this point, you know, I'm going to get it. You know, I'm going to hold them while they throw up. I want them to feel safe yeah. Um, for the most part. But then I have some that are like have very like engineering brains who go straight to the toilet and throw up. And like, mm-hmm. you know, and then I have some that don't even care at all and will just puke wherever they are. And it doesn't matter on age. It's so <laughs> weird. Like their little oh, brains, their little brains are like, I'm going to get this right and I'm going to get it all where it's supposed to go. And then there's other ones that are like, just don't care. I feel like crap. I'm going to just puke right here. Oh. So funny. Then I have some that fight it. So, I don't know. Puke so yeah. weird. I don't know. And random, but like I'm big on like the saline, just the nasal spray. Yep. And even like a good like salt gargle. Yeah. Like if you feel some stuff, which is kind of weird. And like a neti pot too. with like the saline. Yeah. I'm getting old. I really but like tea and socks. Yeah. And hoodies. <laughs> I think just general, <laughs> whether I'm sick or not. I've literally had this like emotional acceptance of the fact that like, there's really few things that make me happier right now than like being warm, being warm. <laughs> like when did warmth become like, I'm literally like 80 years old now. Well, and back in the office is like, an so it's so there. cold it's back there. So and I'm cold. like, I'm getting tired midday because my body's trying to stay warm the whole time. But yeah. no, like literally like, I think like a really good pair of socks, like brings me a lot more joy right now than a lot of other things god i'm old but it's fine yeah it's good. i'm almost tempted for like indoor slippers but yes. i don't you're not I, quite there I, yet i'm not quite i don't know maybe, you maybe have to get i to, am maybe you have to get not, to 40 first i'm close you're close close indoor slippers that's what you're getting, that's what I'm getting. all right guys stay <laughs> healthy stay good wash your hands um and we'll catch you next time <laughs>